This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to a very, very special edition of the Blue Monday podcast. I am delighted to have as my guest this evening, um, the word legend, let me say the word legend is often uh, bandied about, but this one is a true Ipswich Town legend, record goal scorer, um, league championship winner, Division 2 championship winner, and one of the original four inaugural members of the Ipswich Town Hall in fame, an illustrious company with Mick Mills, Johnny Walk, his colleague, Ted Phillips. It is none other than Mr. Ray Crawford. Ray. Good evening, bless- Dave. Oh, good, mate. I'm very good, thank you. How's, how's th- first of all, thanks for coming on. And just a very quick, while I think about it, very, very many thanks to my um, a long-time podcaster subscriber, Tim Pashley, who got hold of you via, I think, his a relation of his partner, Andrew Moon, I believe, who works for um, Radio Solent, I believe. And he kindly gave me yes. your contact details. So many, many thanks for that. And I'm so pleased that I've got the opportunity to, Ray, to hear from you and, um, yeah, and, and to meet you. It's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. And me too, Dave. And um, I'll listen to the... The game on Saturday, and it's oh. uh, what happened. <laughs> well, hey, do you know what? I was one of the. I don't know if you call it lucky or unlucky, Ray. Um, I put my name no. forward in the ballot, and was one. I think I told you earlier. I was one of the lucky yes. um, two thousand to get a ticket, and it was. Yeah, it was heavy going, mate. It really was heavy going. I mean, okay, we are we're suffering terribly with injuries at the moment, but um, yeah, yeah there's just the performance. Portsmouth, I don't know if you saw it, were a yard sharper than us, and could have been four or five easily. Yeah, so I believe. Yeah, no, they look. Yeah, I was listening to Andy Moon, so I'm glad he gave you my number. Oh, good stuff. No, no, thanks for that. Thanks for that. I do well, know first... Andy. Yeah. Well, first of all, I really just really wanted to obviously cover your cover your career, obviously your career at Ipswich, and then perhaps following on from that, one 
perhaps a little bit of um, insight into one other particular match that obviously you're very well known for after your time at Ipswich. But mostly, obviously, we're an Ipswich Town podcast. So, you know, your time at Ipswich. Um, I mean, just just quickly, Ray, I've read your book and it's quite well. But just just take me through just quickly. How did you come to join your early career and how did you come to join um, join Ipswich? I gather Sir Ralph was rather persistent in um, in, in obtaining your signature. Is that right? Yeah, so what what happened, about a year before I actually signed for the town, I came up and played in Portsmouth uh, Reserves. And oh. uh, at that time, uh, Ipswich Town were over at Norwich. Right. And playing a game. And um, I'd had a good game up there. I was thinking I scored three or four goals, actually, in the reserves <laughs> against um, an Ipswich Town side. And, um, and it went from there, I think. And um, Sir Alf... You know, um, there tried to sign me. I wasn't that keen, actually, to uh, to come along and play for the yeah. town because I was with Portsmouth, who were in the first first division, and yeah. um, Ipswich Town was struggling in the second. So, you know, it was something that I didn't really want to come to the town, but the manager, Freddie Cox, had just taken over at Portsmouth. He didn't rate me. He didn't want me to stay. and um, and Alf did, and uh, you know he made me so welcome when I first met him that um, you know it was a joy to come to Ipswich Town with a manager who who wanted me to play for the town. So uh, that's how it happened. I mean, could you tell right from the start that you know Ralph had had that had something about him, then and, and where it was ultimately going to lead, or had you had no 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 idea at the time? Really, I guess it was a tough um, one. Well, at the time, we, you know, like everybody in the club when I was there, he was football daft. You know, Alf sort of, you only had a conversation about football with, with Sir Alf <laughs> and Alf as he was at that time. And when we used to travel away and on, on, the, on the trains, he'd come in our compartment and talk. And when the conversation ran out of football, he'd That's up it. and go. He did, you know, that's all we knew Alf about. It was, he was he was so football minded that. Um, so so would know, you say he was just, was, he was just a person to talk about football? Would you say he was somewhat aloof then, slightly aloof, or just yeah, as you say, he didn't really want to know, as you said, anything else but but the football. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he had that manner about him that he was he was a gentleman. Yeah, you know, I'd been yeah. I've been with a couple of managers who hadn't. Um, you know, he t- they told you off in different words, but Alf, Alf wouldn't come in and say anything. Um, yeah. On that day or, or about that match, he'd wait three or four days before he would consult you about the way you played and what you were doing and what you were. He expected you to do in the next game. So and, Ray, um, you mean? Sorry, Ray, you mentioned the trial game and, you know, the game at Norwich and you scored four goals. And obviously, you know, scoring goals was a theme, well, not just through your Ipswich career, but right throughout your career, I mean, obviously. So just looking at this, made your debut, Swansea away. Um, oddly enough, lost 4-2, but you scored You scored two on your debut. Memories of that at all? Can you remember much about that? Um, well, actually, yeah. I, we lost, didn't we? We lost at yeah. Swansea. My first game... We, we lost at Swansea and then we were down in Wales two weeks running and the following week we were down at Cardiff. 
and we won. We won. We lost it, Swansea, and then we we beat Cardiff two one on theirs. And from then on to the end of the season, I was, you know, scoring quite well. And I got to about three or four games before the end of the season. And Alf called me in the office. He said, "I'm I'm not going to play you anymore this year." I thought that's a good move, isn't it? <laughs> and I didn't play about the four last four games of my first season. And um, Boy, because because yeah. what he was he was scared that other teams were going to scout you and you were going to you know be poached <laughs> or do you think or well uh, there was there was a few approaches because I was I was mentioning the news of the world that certain clubs wanted me and wow. I knocked the door on the Monday morning and had a word with him and he said why do you want to go and I went no he said well what what are you bothering to come in and talk to me about it I said I just wanted to know if if they approach you. Yeah, and I mean that was a the subject. He just, you know, didn't want to talk to me about it. And a theme right through the season. I mean, you, but I mean, incredible. So you only, um, what, thirty games, twenty-five goals that first season. I think, I think the club we finished just below mid-table, mid-table in Division Two. But could you see, you know, from that season and then leading on to obviously the next season, fifty-nine, sixty. Could you see things starting to develop then, or was it not until? you know, promotion the season after, perhaps that you could really see when, obviously, um, the team that, that, you know, the great team started to develop. Is that really when it took off the next season? Or could you see signs of it, the, that very first full season that you had, 50, 59, 60? Yeah, I think the second season, yeah, I think that season when we, we didn't get promotion, Alf was bringing in different players and bringing in, he was strengthening the side. Some of the players he had in the side, were no disrespect. Um, were getting on a little bit, and probably in that division they would have probably held their own. But he was obviously looking to get higher, so he needed to bring players in, which he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get so, and that's that was our plan. You know, he just bought players in. and obviously for the next season you were well for that season 59-60 I think that was your first um, combination with the great the great combination with Ted Ted Phillips yeah what a lad do you know what well I did my national service and so did Ted and we were both right. in Malaya we never met up we never we I didn't know Ted was out there he didn't know I was out there until we started talking of about 18 months after I was with the town, we got on the conversation about what we'd done earlier in our career. There he is, my mate. And, um, uh -huh. and you know, I was in Malaya. And I said, well, I was in Malaya. And then that's Incredible. how it was. I I played for the Malayan uh, F, F, uh, FC and went on tour wow. with them to Malaya. And yeah. I'm sure if that, Ted was out there, <laughs> he'd have been alongside of me. Ray, I've, I read a lot about Ted. He was a bit of a character, wasn't he? He liked a prank or two, didn't he? He was a character. There was there would never be another Ted Phillips. There could be another is, Ray. Never a Ted Phillips. Well, I, I, I think you're being. <laughs> I think you're I mean, being. I think. Told us what to do and what not to do, but I'm sure he didn't tell Ted anything. <laughs> Ted, if he did, Ted never ever done what he was told. And is he, it he true? Just... 
Yeah. My father my father used to say in later later times when you do you remember in the seventies and it was well you played against him, Ray. We'll, we'll get to that later on. Um when they used to say Peter Lorimer had the hardest shot in football and my father used to shake his head, he said, that weren't nowhere near as fast as Ted Phillips, believe me, nowhere near as hard as that. Oh why I, I got no end of goals from Ted's shots where the keeper thought he had it, but it would come yeah. straight at and it would bounce out, and I knew. I, I just used to follow up, and a little tap in, goalkeeper right. was thinking for the ball, and and it, Ted was unbelievable. So, Ray, is that where you saw, is that where you saw yourself as a sort of, you know a bit of a predator? Did most of your goals come from inside the box? You know, six yard box like that. Yeah. Inside the box, rarely yet scored goals outside the box, and got a couple now and again, but <laughs> mate. He said, "Get, I got you. What are you doing on the wing?" Fantastic. I said, "Well, I was on the left wing, didn't I? I was a left winger with a right foot." <laughs> and uh, and he said, "I don't want you out there and out there. I want you in the six-yard box." And that was, you know, down to Alf and obviously Ted shots where the keeper couldn't hold them. And I got little tap-ins, and so, you know, I used so to you- work hard to get your goal. You don't get them for nothing. You've got to keep making yeah, those you- runs. You might make two, three, four, five runs and then want to come along and you knock it in the back of the net. You just described it. Tell you, you just described, and I've heard people talk talk about him like that. Gary Lineker, exactly the same. Never scored a goal outside the box. Always on no. the half turn. Um, just looking for those little bits and pieces around the, you know, around the penalty area, six yard box, always there. That's, 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 that's how you, that's, you know, your description there. It just makes me think of, um, you know, how Gary Lineker was described. That's right. When I, 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 I went to Wolves and Stan Culler said to me, why don't you shoot outside the 18-yard box? Yeah. And I said, well, I haven't got a hard enough shot. <laughs> I always got around the six-yard box and, and that was it. Brilliant. Did you, listen, got did you, did, Ray, did you have a little, did you and Ted have a little side bet going on as to who would be the, high, the, you know, the top goal scorer at the end of the season? Did you ever get involved in any of that with Ted? Talked about it. Never even hinted about it. Yeah. We just went yeah. out and played. We played yeah. Leeds United at home on Saturday. Ted headed it on to me. I headed it back to him and Ted was 25, 30 yards out. And he whacked it into the back of the net. And Jack Charles said to Billy Brown, did you see that? He, he said, unbelievable. All oh, right. This, is gold. this is gold. This is absolute gold, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, so, he, so, he, so, it was fantastic. So the, it start, that partnership starting to flourish. 59-60. You, it, yourself, it, 36. It, it was just, yeah, just natural. So, we never worked at it. We, did, we didn't work at it. It, it well, was just natural. Well, I tell you what, something he, obviously you know, clicked. We just went out and played. Something, something obviously clicked for the pair of yeah. you in the next season, sixty sixty one. So you get there. So you, you know, you've been, yeah, you know, you had a reasonable success the season before, but sixty sixty one, you finally you get promotion from Division Two. I mean, these stats are outstanding. So the pair of you scored seventy goals. So I think the town, the team scores a hundred league goals, and you score seventy between <laughs> you. You, you score, you score forty goals. He scored 30 goals. I mean, it's just absolutely mind-blowing. So, Ray, just tell me a little bit. So, now the side is starting to evolve and we all know about the, you know, the withdrawn wingers. Just can you give me a little bit of insight how, how that, you know, how that initially worked and, and came into being? 
Well, it, it just said it was the way Alf Ramsey played the game. He didn't have overlapping fullbacks. So, I mean, a lot of teams that we played against had fullbacks that overlapped. He didn't. He had Jimmy Lebesser and Roy Stevenson, who just yeah. used to drop back in that position, get the ball from the fullback, perhaps, or the defence, knock it up to Ted or myself, and then we just, oh, it would go back into midfield. They would play eight wide, either side, and we'd go again. And 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 that's how it was. I mean, nobody ever picked it up. It took them. It took them twelve months to pick that up. Yeah, we'll get. We'll, we'll that, that get. We had deep line, deep yeah. line, deep we'll, line wingers. Yeah, amazing, amazing. We'll get on to that. So, so obviously, so you, you know, like I said, forty goals for yourself, thirty goals for Ted, and you go into that sixty-one, sixty-two season. What were your expectations going into that season? Was it purely just purely survival? Look, if we can survive a season, maybe then, you know, see how it goes. Or were you just so confident after, you know, obviously winning, getting promotion, winning Division 2? Do you feel that that confidence sort of carried over into the into the next season? Didn't, didn't even think about it. Nothing ever, ever talked about it. Alf Ramsey yeah. said at the start of the season, you can all go up and get yourself a new pair of boots that was a sports shop up in the town. Oh, so yeah. we said, yeah, so there was a lovely, he, he gave us, I think Alf gave us about 18 pound that we could have a pair of football boots from having won the second division. Wow. And then we go, I'll come back and I say to Alf, they got some, a new, a new football boot out there, Italian soft. Can I have those? He, so he said, um, how much are they? I said, oh, I think they're about £30. He said, yeah, of course you can have those boots. And I turned to walk away and he said, as long as you pay the extra money. <laughs> just we brilliant. just won the second division. And, and oh, we're man. going up. And, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, he said, yeah, as long as you pay the extra money. <laughs> that I mean, is, that he is. Was so, he was so tight-fisted like that, Alf, but... Just um, prices. Well, I tell you what, Ray. They obviously, if he did go those boots again, they they, they certainly <laughs> hold, they hold you in good stead for that season. So they were a cracking pair of boots. Yeah, they were. And again, I'm a bit, a bit. Uh, even I'm a bit, a bit too young to to remember. I, was, I think I was born to literally two months after you won you won the championship. They you know, spoiler alert that season. But when did you first realise? Again, my father tells me of um, one great game, one great game early season. I think against Burnley. I mean, look at the side there. Oh. You know. Um, unbelievable one great game early season against Burnley where I think um you'd lost the away game 4-3 and Burnley were a top top side top top they were, side in yeah games. they were could have they even won, um, I think they won the, they'd won the league this the season before or season um, or two yeah at Spurs they won the really, yeah they had about six internationals didn't they yeah and, and we, then we, so, we started our first game against Bolton and we got a nil nil draw and then we we go we go to Burnley and we get done about 6-3, I think it was at Burnley. And then we got Man City at home and we get beat again. So yeah. we was all a little bit edgy. And then Burnley turned up and we walked them about six-something. I think all the whole five front players Incredible. scored. Yeah. Incredible. We all scored. So to that, really, look, looking at that team, the only real addition to that team was um, was Dick, Dixie Moran, who who just made up made up the front you know, played up with you and um, with you and Ted, yeah? 
That's right. Yeah, a, a, a really, really good footballer. He yeah. never stopped running. He was could pass the ball. He could tackle. Yeah. Um, we, we'd gone to Scotland the season before and um, had a few days in Scotland at, at John Cobbold's uh, Lock Rannick uh, home up there. And Alf went missing. And we all said, where's, where's the manager? Where's the manager? He said, he's gone to look for a player. And it was Dougie Moran. We didn't wow. know at the time. Dougie was playing in Scotland and Alf had gone off and seen him play. And obviously he thought he was the one we wanted. And he was the only one at that time that came in. And then Kenny Malcolm got injured after three or four games. And Johnny Compton yeah. came in yeah. and left back. Yeah. Um, it, it was a wing half, young wing half at Chelsea. Came yep. in, never played left back before. In he went, left back, brilliant, absolutely. Al, he just listened to what Alf told him. I mean, and, and it's just incredible. If you if you look at the appearance records that season, I mean, probably I don't know, like three quarters of the side, probably eight or nine of you in the side played over like thirty eight games. It is just unbelievable. I mean, and you know, when you look at all the injuries in football today, okay, Ray, you know, they say today's football is perhaps faster, more athleticism, but to, for, on the account of that, they've got all the sports science. I mean. You guys just had a guy with a with a with a bucket of water and a sponge, pretty much, and some smelling salts. You know? That's pretty much it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's just, that's how it was, wasn't it? I mean, you just it was a a bucket of water and a sponge, and that was it. And yeah. when you went down, when you went down, I remember playing the game at Portsmouth, and and the trainers come on. He's put the sweat sponge over my face, and I said, "It's not it's not my face; it's my ankle." And I'd had a broken ankle, and they, they carried me off. I went to hospital. Oh, and, the, and the fellow's putting a sponge on my face. And you're like, no, that's all different, I knew in those days. Ray, different different breed of player in those days, Ray. Different different yeah. breed of player, different breed of player. So, and I mean, and also another key game early on in that season, obviously, the great Spurs side, the double when I think they came to Portman Road, ultimately, to do the double. They came to Portman Road, and he beat, I think he beat them 3-2, again, fairly early on in the season. Um, again, that must have been certainly after a game like that. Did you then start to think, oh, hang on, maybe, you know, maybe we're not quite so, you know, cannon fodder, or you know, maybe we, maybe we've got some a chance to consolidate here. We, to be honest, we just didn't think about the next game when we were right. playing. We just concentrated on the game that we were playing. Never ever thought about the next game. Never ever thought about what tactics there were. Or yeah. who we were playing against, we just we just went out and played. Every, yeah. I mean, we had, we we were so friendly with one another. We always used to go out on a Wednesday night and play darts in the darts league to raise money for for charity. Yeah. And there was hardly any of the first team that didn't actually turn up and play darts against the locals. It was just it was just it. it it was like like a fairy fairy book story. It's like you know, it just wouldn't happen nowadays. It couldn't happen well, it's nowadays of, because you wouldn't be allowed to go out drinking on a Wednesday. Well, exactly. Well, they wouldn't. Well, yeah, you'd be lucky to get all all uh, all the first team players to go and play darts with the with the fans or whoever. It just wouldn't, or obviously wouldn't wouldn't happen these days. You know, wouldn't happen. And you know, you, Ray, I think. So when, but when? Can you remember sort of when? So obviously you, you know, you're up and around there at Christmas, and you're getting into the new year. Can you, can you kind of remember when uh, sort of, you know, 
the press. It wasn't, you can't really call the media because it was just really the written press at those days. In those days, can you remember when the press suddenly started to take interest and say, "Oh yeah, look, you know, Ipswich are in and around the top three, two or three. <coughs> and, you know, at that point, could you did you then kind of think, "Well, oh, this could." But again, you or, or did you just simply dismiss that? And like you say, it's the old cliche: you took every game as it came, as it came, and and that was simply it. No, they, they I didn't. I don't think we, we were up there. They they didn't think we were going to win the league. They didn't think we had a chance. They thought the big boys will start after Christmas to start to get stuck into Ipswich Town, and you know we had we had a few games when we didn't play that well. Um, but if you've got goal scorers, you don't have to play well because they'll get you out of trouble. I mean, ever since you know, I mean, we, we never ever thought about not scoring. Ted and myself, we had this little. Well, well. <laughs> I know we never said it to one another, but Ted wanted to be the top scorer. I wanted to be the top scorer because yeah. if you're playing football, you want to be the best. Of you, course, you, you, it's no doubt about it. They, you know, they're saying, "Oh." You know, I don't, I don't care who scores. If I never scored on a Saturday, I was miserable. Yeah, that was my yeah. job to score goals. We won six one 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 weekend. I think Dermot got three. Ted got three. I didn't get a goal. I was cheesed off. <laughs> well, there's the, there's the ultimate there's the ultimate goal scorer goal scorer in you, Ray. So yeah, Ray. So you're getting now into the into the running. So we're getting into sort of February, March. You you go to I think again what's still probably acknowledged as one of the great games in town's history. You go to Spurs. I think on a Wednesday, on a Tuesday, Wednesday night, midweek game. I think maybe early March. I think that season. So getting towards the running now, and you beat Spurs three one. Surely after that. And then I think it. I think you know I've read. Yeah, you know, I've read several books about this and pieces. And I think that is really when the when the national press did really start start to really take note. Would you agree with that? Can you remember much about that game? I think they said it was like 50,000 in White Hart Lane. The, the, the Spurs game was fantastic, really, because we just met, we all met at Ipswich Station at about four o'clock in the afternoon. We're kicking off about half past seven in London. I mean, would they do that nowadays? They'd be in a coach, they'd, be, they'd have this, that and everything else. We jumped on a train, we got to Liverpool Street, Alf leading us away onto an underground, get to Tottenham. You know, just we just walked along with the supporters. I mean, that just wouldn't happen nowadays, would it? It just, Correct. it just couldn't happen because they they'd be mobbing you and you know wanting autographs and everything. But in those, that's what happened. We we just went on there and then we did have a coach after the game. Well, got us a coach back to the train station, but um. That was it. You know, it was nothing special. We were going up there to play Tottenham, who probably thought they were going to beat us because if they'd have, we beat them twice that season. And if they'd have won both those games, they would have won the league because I think they finished third in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely amazing. And I think I read somewhere, Ray, that I don't know if you could call this, but in the, in the preceding games, preceding that game, Ted had sort of had a bit of a barren, barren spell and had been a little bit off form and hadn't really scored that many. I think post Christmas he had a bit of a quiet spell, and I think I read somewhere that that game he was just back to his. I think I heard him described as back to his rampaging best. I think I think I, I read somewhere. <laughs> you know, he's raining, yeah. raining shots in from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. He was fantastic that night. Absolutely. 
So, and, and, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, go on, Ray, sorry. Sorry. So I remember coming out when we when we beat Tottenham up there and we, we had to come past the 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 um, the Spurs uh, dressing room and, and Danny Blanchfire was sitting there still in his shorts with his head down between his knees. Wow. I could not believe wow. what we saw when we came past that. I mean, he was a great yeah. player. Yeah, well, I mean, don't forget, you know, that night who scores the Spurs goal, who scores the Spurs goal that night was um, Greaves. Jimmy Greaves scores for Spurs that night. Greavesy, oh. yeah. They, they brought Greavesy back from, from Italy. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Greavesy scored that night as well too, didn't he? Yeah, staggering. We had the double over him and big, big Morris Norman. From from Norwich, he was an ex Norwich player. I love playing against that one because he said he was going yeah, to kick me all over the place at Tottenham. When we came off, what coming off at Portman Road, he said, "Wait till you come the White Hart Lane, so I'm going to kick you all over the place." Well, I he think, never Ray, got, got anywhere near me. <laughs> you got to put it in perspective, Ray. That you know, Spurs were double winners, weren't they? So you know, I think only the first team this century till second team maybe this that sorry this century in the twentieth century to do the double in sixty sixty one the season before. So you know, to beat them twice, you know, coming from you know a little old country bumpkin Ipswich was just absolutely That's right. What what an achieve what an achievement. And just this, so you're getting towards the running series running now over Easter, Ray. Um, Burnley, I think, have got three games in hand and there's not many points between you maybe two or three points between you I think okay, another big yeah. result don't you go to Highbury I think Good Friday and you turn Arsenal over something like I think 3-0 something like that yeah Memory, memories of that one at all can you remember much about yeah, that we one went, we went to Chelsea we went to che- yeah we played at home I think we with with Arsenal on the Good Friday I think we drew 1-1 didn't we 
I think you beat. I think you beat them. I think you won three 0 there, Ray. Um, it, 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 I thought. Well, at, at Highbury we won, but I yeah, think. That's right. I, yeah. I think we. I think we drew two. Though then we draw two of the games. Didn't we yes, draw over so Arsenal and then and, and then we drew with Chelsea, didn't we? That's right, Chelsea. I think. I think Chelsea were ultimately to finish bottom. I think you were two 0 down against Chelsea and came back and I think came back and got a point late on. Yes, and and then we went to Arsenal and we we all came together and we won. I think we won three one. I think Ted Ted got one and I got a couple and uh, I think Ted <laughs> had a thunder shot and the keeper couldn't hold it and I just tapped it over the line. Ah, uh, your typical yeah. typical goal, right? typical typical Crawford goal then. Yeah, then I, I remember um, Terry Neal was centre-half for the Irish Inter- right. internationals yeah. player for Arsenal. And I remember coming in from the wing, putting it through his legs, seven <laughs> Megs, because that's what we used to do. If you if you put it through somebody's legs, you just say Megs. Yeah. I put it through his legs and then I'd hammer it past the goalkeeper. And um, uh, well, yeah, we, it, it was great memories. Yeah, Terry Neal, obviously latterly to be Arsenal's manager in the um, in the cup final, of course, 78, all those years, well, 17, yeah. 16 years later, of course, 16 years later. So it's all set up, although I think Burnley have got a couple of games in hand, they're dropping points and suddenly it's all on that last, really on that last game. I think Burnley have got two games left. Um, we've got Villa at home. Burnley, I think, yeah. are playing, I believe, already relegated Chelsea, I think. So oh, no. how it transpires... If Ipswich win, Burnley have got a win and also, I believe, get a point from, I think, their last game. So Burnley have got, have got a win. How, that's how it will, or maybe even win their last game, but that's how it all works out. So you get to the game at home to Villa, um, who I think you'd lost to earlier on this season. I think they had people like Derek Dugan, I think, was playing for them that's, up front. Yes, I, did, I hadn't, yeah, the Duke, when I was with, with him at Portsmouth, I was there when he wow. came, when he was, came as a 19 year old and uh, the Duke, and uh, he, um, yeah, I I hadn't played against Villa up there because I was playing for the league side or an international game. I know they went ahead and played the game, and I I didn't play up there. And um, obviously, um, they they didn't want to lose to Ipswich Town. Aston Villa no. came with an idea of, of you know, and they shut us out, didn't they, for about an hour, and then. Um, I remember. Get, I think John Ellsworthy came up, didn't he, and headed that. Oh, that, that's the one that John Ellsworthy, brilliant, headed it onto the bar and it dropped down and I just followed there's up. That, and there, I was there's, that fi- there's that finish, Ray. Look at that. How far? About oh, three no, yards that, out. That's a, long one, that's a long way out for me to score a goal. I normally <laughs> have them a bit nearer. <laughs> And then, and, and then, what about the goal kit? What about the referee? Do you know what the referee's name was? Go on, Crawford. No way, seriously. It definitely, <laughs> you look it up. I think it's Ernie Crawford, the referee. Uh, <laughs> no relation to no, mine. No relation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Ernie Crawford. Superb, superb, mate, superb. And then, and then you wrap it up, and then another goal. I think you know, a few minutes later, it's one nil. I think. Uh, from what I've read, you know, the tension suddenly is relieved and yeah. you obviously break away and you go and get 2-0. So at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the game, there's no way of knowing, you know, there's no way of knowing, no radio, TVs or anything like that. I think it's all pretty much done on the phone. And incredibly... We were, um, yeah, we were in the dressing room, weren't we? We went back to the dressing room and Alf was doing a... I think Alf was doing a little chat on the, the radio guy. Yeah. And the next minute, 
you know, it comes up, doesn't it, that Chelsea's beat Burnley. and oh. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And your champions. And I mean, everybody went mad, didn't they? They so all, tell me, all went just, mad. What are your recollections of that? Can you, can you recall anything about the evening? Or, I mean, obviously there was yeah, a civic... Yeah, the evening we all went down to Felix Darko. Um, wow. And we stayed the night down in down in Felix Darko. And we all got drunk together. <laughs> <laughs> Who oh, liked to drink? Yeah. Go on, go on, Ray. You can, you can, you can yeah. name names. Who, who was who, who was a social guy? Who, who would who would organise the social events if you went out in that team? Who was the who um yeah who, who liked the who liked the beer or two? Oh, we all did. We yeah. all all the lads. I, I can't remember anybody not Christ drinking. Yeah. You didn't so you drink. Played... You know, we didn't go silly. Alf Alf said if you're going out drinking, you you drink up to Wednesday. I find. <laughs> Eight, you have been drinking after eight anywhere after Wednesday. Whether the lads did or not, I don't know, but I didn't. I didn't drink a lot anyway. I just used to have a, a few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, few I mean, yeah. So, again, more. I mean, what, you know, what, you, <laughs> what a season. What an absolute, what a season. And look, Ray, this leads to an England call up. Yeah, that was well. I got the evening. I got the England call up through playing with the lads. And I mean, if you get a fellow scoring goals, um, they were looking. For, they were looking for people all the time to play. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to get yeah. a couple of couple of games for England. And uh, we drew with Ireland, and we beat. Then I think we beat. It was it Austria, three one or something like that. Yeah, got the England goal. Oh, superb! You still, still got your caps, right? You got, you got, you got your... Oh yeah! Yeah, you, you know what? I got my cap. Somewhere? It came through the post. Oh, fantastic! It, my cap came through the post in an old envelope <laughs> that was half half ripped open. Wow! Put through my letterbox. And and just to you know, some of those players in that team, um, Bobby Charlton. Tell me about Bobby Charlton. Bobby Charlton was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, because he'd been in the. Munich yeah. aircraft, as you know, yeah. and um, yeah, but he was a very quiet person. Um, huh. just got on. I remember, I remember when he, uh, he Bobby got the goal against Ar- Ireland, and Alf Ramsey picked me up after the game at Wembley and brought me home. And he went, Bobby Charlton should have been going down the line and squaring up for you to score. You shouldn't have been going <laughs> down the line and pulling it back for Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Charlton, I went, oh, all right, Alf. You know, Alf was like that, wouldn't he? He was taught, he'd pick holes in different things. Well, tell me, Ray, did, did, did I read somewhere also? I think I read this in your book that you actually got a knock. You were actually carrying a knock when you're doing your England debut and you sort yeah. of, not say covered it up, but you so obviously desperately didn't want to miss out that, you know, you played and obviously yeah. you scored, but what well, you scored, but you played, with a, you played with a knock, yeah? Yeah, we yeah. played, we played yeah. on the Saturday um against wolves and i got yeah i got six studs on on my ankle and it was i was in having treatment at portman yeah. road and alf came yeah. in and said you're all right to play on wednesday i went yeah i'll be okay I'll, well you, you you don't get picked playing for your country every day do you i mean you're not gonna turn it down just for a little bruised ankle get out there and give it you know all you've got so, uh, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have played, but I did. And I scored in that game. So, obviously, 
it it's was just, the right it, thing. I just quickly write about your England. Um, also, um, a big, well, massive, massive Ipswich connection that first game. None other than a certain Bobby Robson played. Yeah, yeah. Good. Tell me about yeah, his Bobby football. Good, good, good footballer. Good player. Yeah, Bobby was a very good, elegant player, wasn't he? He was yeah. one of those players that he was good control, good passer of a ball. You know, he, he was like a gentleman. But uh, yeah. yeah, a very, very good player. Played I, I played point. against him when he was at West. It was at West Brom, and we went. We went to West Brom because we took everybody by surprise, didn't we? We went to West Brom that season and and beat West Brom up there. Yeah, you know, Bobby was yeah. in the side up there. Yeah. So did you ever tell me, Ray? Uh, did you ever play against? Probably preceded you. You never played against Duncan Edwards. No, no. He, he, he. I was playing for Portsmouth then when that Munich air crash. That was wow. that was tragic. That yeah, was tra- yeah. tragic. That was. Um, um, I was in the Pompey side and I got injured that that uh, weekend. And Man United came down midweek, and um, I think we had a, we got a draw. But I didn't play. We it was three three with with Man United that day at uh, at Fratton Park, and yeah, um, yeah and that, was, that was that was tragic, a horrible thing. And and so bit disappointing, bit disappointing. You didn't add to your England caps, Ray. Yeah, really, I suppose. But I was fortunate enough to get two, so I was pleased yeah. with that. And um, you know, when you think of Brian Clough, who was a brilliant player, he only got oh, one cap. Just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, you know, just, Cluffy, just absolutely was, incredible. Cluffy was out of this world. So, and then Brian things started. Oh, no, very much so. And then you get to the next season, 62-63. And again, I suppose the landmark game there is the, the charity shield when perhaps, um, who was always known as a great tactician, Bill Nicholson, had done his, done a bit of homework, Ray. Would you say that? Yeah, but they never ever say that we had 10 men. <laughs> OK. Larry Carberry, got injured. Larry Carberry got injured in the first five minutes. No subs, no substitutes, no, no players yeah. coming on or off. We had yeah. 10 men. Wow. Larry went and played on the right wing, but he couldn't run. And in fact, he was eight for about six weeks. It's, so, <coughs> so yeah, I mean, he had he had done his he had done his homework on us. Obviously, yeah. he went man for man on Ted and myself. And, he, right. and not only that, he he he, he put people on uh, Jimmy Ledbetter and Roy Stevenson, who supplied our goals for us. You True. know, our crosses, our goals. So uh, yeah, he he done yeah. his he done his homework, but. When you're when you've only got ten so, men, yeah. So you win the championship, Ray. So this leads to um to Europe, European football. Who would have thought it? European football at Portman Road, yeah. absolutely, absolutely oh. incredible. Um, so the first first round, you play a team from Malta, the Maltese, Floriana. Um, <laughs> I suppose you'd say a bit of a comfortable win at home. Um, ten nil. You, 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 you managed yeah. to bag or half of those goals. <laughs> Five. What do you remember? Yeah. However, and then you play, well, and then incredibly, you're drawn against AC Milan. I mean, what a draw! Oh, fantastic! I'm I'm sitting at home. We didn't used to have to what? be at, at at Portman Road until 45 minutes before the kickoff. So I'm yeah. home at, at what six o'clock, and and I've got a brand new car because we won the league the season before. I go out. The car won't start. 
I've had to run down from Cedarcroft Road to Norwich Road to Thummer Lift to get to Portman Road to play against one of the best teams in the country. Well, in football. In Europe. And, Europe. and I get I get I get to Portman Road at seven o'clock at night. We kick off at seven thirty. And I've come what? in in the dressing room and Alf said to me, Come on, get a move on. Is there any we kick off in half an hour? I said, Oh yeah, I've just been inside them. Um, Give them the tickets out. <laughs> I couldn't actually say, like, I've got a brand new car that won't go. <laughs> oh, so ridiculous. And then we went out and played well, didn't we? I mean, we, yeah, we just, yeah, just a bit too much, wasn't it? A bit too much. And of course, they went on to, um, they went on to win the European Cup. So again, the thing but, is that, and, and but they were, got... they were different, they were different, Dave. They were yeah. different to us. They were pulling yeah. our shirts and pulling our pulling a hair in the back of our neck and things like that. You know, we we were naive, very, very naive to yeah. um, in those days. Yeah, just just incredible. And, and Ray started the great dynasty to this day. I mean, it hasn't we haven't played in Europe for a while. Still undefeated at home in European football. That's incredible. I think it's nigh on, I think it's nigh on 30 games. Someone will put me right out there. But that incredible record still exists. So from, for, you know, from back in your day, you were the, obviously the forerunners, the first two games against Floriana, then against AC Milan. And then obviously the UEFA Cup games under Bobby Robson, subsequent to that, and latterly George Burley. So still undefeated at home after, you know, all these years. Yeah, it's amazing. Think that's, unique. that's your unique. I, I didn't. I didn't even know that. That is, that yeah. is actually brilliant. I, I didn't it is, know isn't that. it? It is. And against isn't the greats, it? you know, Barcelona twice. Um, you know, all all the greats. Just, just absolutely, absolutely incredible. So Ray, you know, things start to, you know, that 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 subsequent season, perhaps, you know, things, you know, start to start to fall apart. Not fall apart as such, but. Obviously, well, this very much yeah. mirrors this very much mirrors the Robson years at Ipswich, where the only way well, perhaps Sir Ralph. Well, Sir Ralph, Sir Ralph went to went to manage England, didn't he? Yeah. So he he goes off to manage England. Yeah. We we haven't got a manager. The, the, the manager's job's been offered to several people. We've turned it down. Then then Bobby comes along. Um, he was he was rather naive as as a manager. Like most yeah. players are when you finish, yeah. and um, he he knew what he wanted. Um, but before Bobby'd come, I was having a drink with the chairman John Cobbo because he's about my age. We're coming back from 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 Newcastle, just been murdered up there. And um, yeah. he said, "What are you doing at the end of the season?" I went, "What do you mean?" Yeah. I, he said, well, <laughs> "Do you want to manage one of my pubs?" <laughs> this is this is the chairman saying to me, and I went, no, no thank, no thank you, Mr. John. I said, I, I want to go to South Africa, and he and there and then we're having a drink. He said to me, you can go on a free. Yeah. You can go to South Africa. Roy Bailey was out there. Roy Bailey was out there managing or something. Yeah, and Roy was out there. It was all done and dusted. Bobby Robson comes along. Uh, we've gone to Everton. And I've scored a couple of goals up there. And I thought I better go in and see Bobby on the Monday. Tell him I'm going to South Africa yeah. at the end of the season. He went, "What?" I said, "The chairman's give me a free transfer. I'm going at the end of the season." And it all blew up, didn't it? That's that's how I come to leave 
Ipswich Town uh, to go to yeah, play just, for Chelsea. Just, just prior to that, just quickly, I mean, obviously, with, when the side, the, the championship winning side starts to go its separate ways, so Ralph goes, Jackie Milburn comes in. That clearly doesn't work. Um, there he is with uh, Andy Nelson. Hey, and then, lovely lovely think, guy. Lovely guy. Lovely, lovely yeah, man. lovely guy. Too nice. Too nice, Ray, perhaps? Too nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he used to take us down the bowling alley, didn't he? Play bowls. What do we want to play, you know, bowling alley? He was he was a lovely fellow. He was he was still playing. When we had for, we had we had practice matches on the pitch, he was a, one of the best players on the park. Oh, he's a hell of a player, wasn't he? Yeah. A god at Newcastle, wasn't he? Absolute god <laughs> up in um, up in up in Newcastle. So you, yeah. you go to Wolves, Ray, you go to Wolves um after 200, I mean, incredible, September 63, you played 219 games for town up to that point. Uh, a ridiculous 156 goals. Quite ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and again, <laughs> success at Wolves over a couple of seasons, 61 games, 41 goals. You enjoyed it there as well, yeah? Yeah, I had a good, had a good time at Wolves. I was just a goal scorer. That was all, wasn't it? <coughs> I knew my limitations. I knew my limitations. Stan, Stan Colour said well, to me once, "Why don't you score goals outside the box?" As I'm saying, and I said, "Because I've yeah. got hard enough." And, you know, and so you you've got to do what you what. It's no good trying to do things that you're not capable of doing. Sure, and a very brief spell at West Brom. Only a few games, still score goals, Ray. But yeah, not, not really work. Didn't there. really work out for you at West Brom. <clears throat> no, I, I, I'd gone over there and I played, I think it was my second or third game and I, somebody studied me and I got a bad injury. Yeah. And then that yeah. was, then that, you know, Jimmy Hagen was a was a funny guy and um, I said to his son once at one of the dinners up there, I said, I didn't get on very well with you, Dad. He said, no, nor did I. <laughs> 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 and that said enough, you know. And that's what, yeah. If you were picking a team, you'd pick him. He was about fifty. He was the best player in the club. The manager, Jimmy Hagen, great player. Oh, mate, brilliant. And then, uh, and then the pool. You, you you get pulled back. You get pulled March '65. Um, how does that? How how did it change? So you come back to Ipswich. Obviously, you get the opportunity. Bill McGarry's in charge there. Who, you know, yeah, Bill accounts, McGarry came up. Very, a very tough, yeah, very tough man, to... disciplinarian. Oh, hard, hard as nuts. We'd gone and play. <laughs> Before I met Bill McGarry, I'd played at Peterborough in the League Cup. And it was nil-nil at home. He dropped. He, the manager didn't play me at home. It was nil-nil. Replay up at Peterborough. And I had one of those games when everything went well. I think I scored the first, made the second, made... Made the third, and then, as I say, after the game, Jimmy Hagen said to me, Bill McGarry wants to sign you. Come over to the Hawthorns at up past 10 tomorrow and meet him, which I did. Yeah. And yeah. then that's, that's it. I, I came down on the Friday when he played on the, uh, I, I, you know, came back, signed for the town, and um, just started scoring goals again for him. So it was quite good. And I mean, and I think Ray, even in that, even in that sort of two or, two or three seasons, you'd been away. Um, a lot of those players from the Championship side had moved on. I mean, obviously there was still the likes of Billy Baxter was still there, and um, but other than My other mate. than him, yeah, other than him, there really wasn't wasn't that many left of that side, was there? No, not really. There was a Tommy Carroll. 
Tommy yep. Carroll was, I think, was there. Um, yeah. Um, Ken Hancock. Oh, no, I think Bill McGarry brought him in, didn't he? Um, yeah, there was there wasn't many there. I think yeah. a few of the boys that were in the side. I think they were young players when I was when I was um, leaving the well, club. Well, obviously, very very soon, latterly, sort of season or two afterwards, then a very young Mick Mills comes in, of course. Yeah, Mills, he played for, you know, he's on Pompey's youth team up here, wasn't he? Yeah, I Pompey's think Pompey's youth team and lived in Guildford, didn't he, at the time? They disbanded their youth section, didn't they? I mean, again, could you see, could you see, I mean, the career he was going to go and have, goodness me, you know, captain Ipswich at a World Cup and, you know, record appearance maker. Could you see no, that? no. No, he was, he was a, he, at the time, he was a cocky little bugger. And uh, I, re I remember Bill McGarry going to throttle him. He was going to, you'd do as you were told, you'd do what I tell you and all that. And Bill McGarry was very hard on him. Yeah. And, and, and a young coach, And one of my favourite players, one, one of my favourite players in that picture there, Ray, one of my favourite players when I first went to watch the town, Colin Viljone. What a player. What a player, oh, Colin Viljone. Fantastic player. Yeah, he played absolutely. in the he played in the youth side, and Bill McGarry had to go out to South Africa to sign him on, didn't he? He wasn't coming back. Fantastic player, didn't Colin I think? Went home for the summer, and yeah. he wasn't coming back. And Bill had to go out and get him and bring him home. Didn't, bring didn't him back to, to get town. to get around his visa problems. Didn't um, was it employed by the Cobbolds as a gardener or something like that? I read somewhere. I'm pretty sure. So I believe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just just quickly. Just quickly, what, what about John Cobbold? Is was he as much of a character as you know everyone <laughs> reads and everyone? Just yeah. incredible, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a fantastic guy. Alf Ramsey used to have to keep him away from us because <laughs> he know you know we about having a drink and that and um, stop away from the players, Mister John. Stop away from them. He said I you can Bobby... get near them after the after the game, but uh, yeah, yeah, he liked to drink or two. When I when I first when I came back to the town, he used to, and I used to stop in the station hotel, and it was, he used to come down on a Wednesday night. He used to have a beer with me, in the hotel there. Brilliant. And I yeah. remember yeah. I used to buy everybody a bar, a, a beer at the bar. I had no money. Yeah. He used to say to to the uh, bar, the guy on beyond the bar, send me the bill. Yeah, yeah he, was, that, he was a fantastic guy. A one-off, a true, a true one-off. So Ray, you win, you win the, as you say, you win the championship. You, you, you're back in the, back in the first division again. Absolutely brilliant. And then, like you said, um, Bill McGarry leaves. Robson comes in. You then leave for, you know, you, you then sort of, you know, almost retiring from British football and move to, move to South Africa. I think you come back briefly and play for a little while. I think you initially play for Charlton, don't you, Ray? When you offered a contract at Charlton, I went, I went to Charlton after I left the town, which I wish I had never done, and yeah. then went non-league with Kettering, and then so I was playing against John Charles actually when he was playing, wow. he was player oh, wow. manager. Yeah, player manager down at where was it? Um, Merthyr Tidville, something like that. Someone, yeah, someone like that. And we were having a beer after, and he said, "You should should still be playing the league." And I went home, and that weekend I, we phoned Dick Graham up at Colchester because so I thought I won't go too high. <laughs> I, I wanted to get back in the league, so we phoned Dick Graham up. Dick Graham said to me, "Leave it with me," because I was still on. Charlton's F books, yeah. Charlton Athletic. 
Um, he said, I'll do a deal with Charlton. He said, get you, get you back. Two or three day, days later, he phoned me. He said, it's all done and dusted. Come down. So we went back to Ipswich, bought a house, sat there, or was buying one, um, played for the Colchester. And then we, we ended up having that great Leeds United win, didn't we? Well, Ray, I've got to say, I was, I was, I was speaking to a, a colleague of mine today, big football, big <coughs> football fan, and I said, look, I was speaking to you this evening, and again, he said, oh yeah, Ray Crawford, the guy who you know, scores a goal for Colchester against Leeds in that game. So, I mean, what almost your, which is almost a swan song, you could call it, I, I guess, but what that, well, I mean, just what are your memories of that day, for goodness sake? And I think, I think I read somewhere that the team, was the team not Chris and Dad's army, I believe, because there was a few... Um, a few sort That's of, let's right. say, elder, elder, <laughs> elder statesmen. Yeah, incredible. That's well, right. I mean, and again, obviously well known that the game was on match of the day that evening. And, you know, I've seen the footage since. I mean, what do you remember about that day, for goodness sake? Well, I think I think they just come out for a day out. They come, <laughs> they flew down before the game. I think they just thought, well, fourth division, you know, about we had five or six players who were well into their 30s, and for an hour, we turned it on. That's all I can say. We yeah. really yeah. played well yeah. for about an hour and 10 minutes. We played well. And then luck was on our side. We had a young goalkeeper, Graham Smith, in goal. Yeah. He probably played the game of his life because some of the saves he made. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of goals. Dave Simmons got a goal. and. So say for the last twenty minutes we were just hanging on. They scored two, but they ran out of time. And um, yeah, well, well, it's fantastic, it's fantastic still day. day. Still to this day, one of the great cup upsets. And and mm. what what everyone out there, especially some of our younger subscribers, perhaps should think this was the FA Cup back then when it actually meant something. So you know, Leeds. If you look at that Leeds team that day, all the players were playing that day. Hunter. Um, ten, you know, ten Brenner, Mick Jones, ten Clark, yeah, unbelievable. Um, um, just came off, you know, had been cup um, the season before, you know, losing cup finalists to Chelsea the season before. We're going to go on and win the cup the season after. I mean, they were a top, top side. And then I think, um, again, what another great day out, although the result wasn't so great. I think then you have a quarter final against Everton up at Goodison, yeah? Oh, fantastic. We... We played really well for 20 minutes. We murdered Everton. Chances fell to people who never scored goals or never scored many goals. Oh, just the wrong Chances players, didn't yeah. fall to actually the goal scorers. And, yeah. But, yeah, we, we enjoyed the day out. And um, and it was, it was a really good day out. Good, good day out for the supporters. We all went up on the train and come back on the train after. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great day. Yeah, and, I, and, and I don't forget, you know. No, again, you know, we talk about the great lead side. I mean, don't forget that was an Everton side that were lead champions. You know, the great yeah. Colin Harvey, Howard Kendall. You know, that Alan Ball, that midfield, that midfield, and probably, yeah, it was. I'm sure a young, a young Joe Royal, um, another Ipswich connection, a young Joe Royal up front, probably. So, so Ray, then you, you, then you go on to. Um, I think you go on to, uh, I think you have a spell at Durban City and then you then you come back and your youth coach at Brighton and then a certain Brian Clough turns up. Is that right? <laughs> oh, Cloughy. Yeah, he's what, he was, he was a different class, Cloughy. 
we we hated him down there at the time. <laughs> he was awful to us. You know, he just he didn't he had no respect for the players down there. I mean, I was a coach down there, and the, he said, "Get the lads ready for ten o'clock in the shorts and training gear." He turned up at twelve. The players <laughs> have been sitting in the dressing room for two hours on the backside in their oh, in no. their training gear. Just, just what brilliant. And did you did, did you know him any? Did you as a you know as a as a player of your you know your standing? Did you know him anyway? Did you know him as a as no, an opponent? No, oh, you didn't, didn't know really? him. No. No, no. I, I, he had a he had an incident at Portman Road where he was having a fight with his own winger <laughs> because the winger wouldn't cross the board to him, so he went out and started punching him. I mean, if you look at, I mean, your goal scoring record is just phenomenal, Ray. But if you look at his goal scoring record, oh, considering he, he, he finished been, so young he and he finished so, he'd have broken all records. Jimmy Greaves, he'd have broken he them all, wouldn't done. he? Yeah, he would have had records that no one would have ever broken. No, absolutely. He, he was that. He was that good. He Absolutely really incredible. But and then he you're was, back. He was... Sorry, Sorry, right? And then you, and then you're back to your beloved, beloved Pompey again as, um, as sort of a youth manager and assistant for a good spell after that. Yeah, yeah. I brought a few boys through. Um, you know, a few international players. Steve Foster, two centre halves, Graham Robertson, and wow. Steve Foster. I used to go out and um, go round, go round the schools, go round the youth clubs. A lot of my friends, if you see anyone that's any good, who think any yeah, yeah. good, Chris Kamara, what about Chris Kamara? Oh, Chris I, Kamara, I thought, a colour mine yeah. in the Navy. I, I thought, a colour mine I, in the Navy. He said, I, I said, oh, what do you mean? He said, well, he said, he's, 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 not, he's not English. I said, that, that don't matter. Yeah. I said, he's, he, you know, he's, if it, can he play? He said, oh, well, I don't know. You better come and have a look at him. And yeah, I had him down at Fratton Park, and Ian St. John said to me, who's that lad? I said, oh. I just got him out the Navy. I said, um, he's still in the Navy, but he's he's coming to play for the youth team. Yeah. And um, that was it. He, he, where would he have been if uh, my pal hadn't recommended him to me? Uh, who, who knows? Uh, who knows, Cammy? What, what an absolute legend. I knew about Steve Foster. I must admit, I didn't realise about Graham Roberts. He was a tough, he was a tough player, wasn't he? Oh, my God. Hard as nails. His parents had a... Um, a fruit and veg stand on the, on the markets. Yeah. And John Bond was manager of Bournemouth. John Bond went to, went to Norwich and the yep. youth team guy at Bournemouth phoned me up. He said, Ray, I've got a good kid here. I said, what's his name? He said, Graham Roberts. I said, give me his phone number. He said, not on the phone. He's not on the phone. They haven't got a phone. I went, oh, all right. I'll send him a letter. So I sent him a letter. <laughs> Told him to come up to Port to uh, Fratton Park, which he did with his mate, and because he, 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 him and his pal used to go everywhere together, he came up, and you could see Ian St John said to me one day in his training, "Who's that young lad over there?" I said, "Oh, it's Graham Roberts." He said, "My word!" He said, "He's ferocious, isn't he?" He used to be a centre forward then. He was a number nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had, take, do you know, size. Boots size twelve. I mean, who wears football boots size twelve? <laughs> he did. Graham Roberts did. You wouldn't get. I met you want to get a couple, of, get couple, of, couple of years ago. Last time I spoke to Graham, he came up here and played a charity match. And um, nice. Oh, he, nice. He was all hearty. But Jimmy Dickinson didn't rate him. 
So, I mean, Jimmy Dickinson... That's why, he left, that's why he left Portsmouth. He left Portsmouth because Jimmy didn't rate him. I think, I think you're right. I think he, he actually left Portsmouth and went non-league again, didn't he, before Spurs he picked him to, up? I think he went to Weymouth. Yeah, I think you're I right. Think he went to Weymouth and then he was going to sign for one club and he got hijacked, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, good. And yeah, another, yeah, went on, went on to play, went on to play. Thing. Then, Ray, I think, you know, you, you, you finish your sort of football career for Fareham Town and... And sort of Winchester, some coaching there, some management and coaching there. Yeah, had a good, another good spell in the uh, in the FA Cup. Ah. got fair. Yeah, we 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 did well. We got round right to the first round proper in the uh, FA Cup, but um, at Fairham, which was a outstanding achievement. I don't think they've got there that that far since. And um, yeah, I've, I've had a great time in football. I enjoyed it. Right, absolute, absolute pleasure. So you, so you finish your town career. So focus on your town career. Three hundred and fifty-two games, two hundred and twenty-seven goals, my friend. Never going to be separate. Never going to be surpassed. Never, ever, ever. Believe me, never going to be surpassed. I mean, Walkie got Walkie got close to it, but with a, sh- a yeah, lot more. A lot more games, a load more games. Probably almost not quite double that, but a lot more yeah. games. But absolute, absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, I hear you now. You know, on occasions, you know, I hear you sometimes on Radio Suffolk when we're playing when we're playing Pompey. Um, you obviously still Ipswich still has a real, um, you know, deep place in your heart. Yeah, your time here and the, you know, love for the club that always comes across when I hear you. Yeah, it's, it's it's lovely to come up. It's a it's a pity we wanted to come up last weekend, didn't we? And yeah. watch the Pompey yeah. Ipswich game, but um, yeah, it wasn't not... to be. Wasn't it? With all this epidemic out, it's it's, it's, it's just not the heart out of football. It's I think it has, Ray. I think it has. Like I, I went, like I said, I went for the first time, obviously Saturday, and it, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not great. It's not great. I've been following the games on on iFollow, but it's just, it just isn't great. Portsmouth look useful though. Portsmouth have got, yeah, one or two, one or two quite useful, um, you know, useful looking, useful looking players. I think they'll be in and around. You know, I'm sure they'll be in and around the playoffs. Hopefully, oh, I, um, hope, I hope so. I think hopefully, as I far hope, as the town, as far as the town's concerned, we just hope we can. Um, yeah, whether whether with this manager or not, we get all our these all injured players back, I think, and um, you know, start start putting together some results again because that's what it needs. Because it's not great down there at the moment, and um, you know, unfortunately. Well, they've only lost a few games. I mean, they they're, they're still about. They just got to hopefully they will get it together again, as you say, yeah, they when just, they get their, got, their players fit and uh, like they were when they start the season and. Um, yeah, I think so. you never know. Just got, just got to beat those teams um, in and around them, Ray. We can't beat those teams, uh, those top ten. Any of those top ten teams, we just can't. I can't beat, unfortunately. But yeah, hopefully get 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 the injured players back. Let's see a sort of better style of football there. And yeah, whether the whether the manager survives that long or not, we'll, we'll wait to see. But at the moment, it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Um, he's going no. anywhere just yet. Yeah, it's sad. It, it's a sad time, but I mean, then you get a club like Sunderland who spends yeah. so much money, and 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 they're they're the same. They've got rid of their manager, and now they're winning games again. So yeah, it, maybe it's, it's a cruel game from the from the manager's point of view. It, it's a cruel game because your life is always in the players' hands or the feet, aren't they? Yeah. Because you know yeah. if, they, if they're not playing well, and and you you can only encourage your players to play. And um, it's up to the players, isn't it? You know, they 
I mean, if I hadn't scored those goals, we probably wouldn't have, and Ted hadn't scored the goals, we wouldn't have got promotion. But, and having said that, we were quite a good football side. But you've got to have these people that can score goals. Right, just, just, just quickly, I'll go, I'll go around to you, these two. I've done a few of these interviews and I always ask, ask these questions. Who would you say would be the best player you've played with? The best player yeah. I ever played with would yeah. be Billy Baxter. Really? Billy Baxter was a really good player. Gosh. He was a yeah. 100%er. He gave yeah. the club everything. And hardly said a word, Bill. He just used to go and play. And, um, and 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 yeah. I, I saw him. I saw him play back end of his obviously Ipswich career. Um, and what I remember about him, and, and you read about him, not a very tall man, but superb in the air. Big spring on him. Oh. Big good in the air. Yeah, I think he was five foot eight and can jump six foot two. Sometimes <laughs> you get players six foot two and they end up jumping up and they're five foot eight. <laughs> but Billy Baxter hey, was. And tell me, Ray, your hardest your hardest opponent. Someone, I mean, obviously, you got the best, you got the better of most of your centre opposing centre halves. But your um, your um, yeah, your most hardest opponent. <laughs> uh, I can't. To be honest, I can't remember. Possibly, <laughs> no, I can't remember. Oh, there's some fellow used to play for Rotherham who used to kick hell out of me. <laughs> That was him, I think. I was never, never the star players. I always just play well against the star centre half. So it's a uh, yeah. I mean, for instance, someone like Bobby, <laughs> you have much success against someone like Bobby Moore and players like that. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic, Ray. It's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, I, I, you know, for all our, you know, all our, um, you know, pod listeners, obviously all Ipswich fans. If you had one message for the, um, you know, for the Ipswich fans, what would that be? Get behind the players and cheer them. They don't mean to play bad. They don't mean to miss goals. They are trying. So get behind them and cheer them on. Ray, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you very, very much. I have absolutely, or you can see, I've smiled most of the way through. I've got a permanent smile on my face. It's been an absolute yeah. pleasure, and 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 thanks to you. And and I've got to mention your good lady wife, who's your um obviously your your IT. Let's describe her as your <laughs> IT engineer. I would, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here talking to you without her because she's she's the main one. <laughs> <laughs> right, absolute pl- a pleasure, my friend. Thanks very Thank much, you, and um, keep safe and it's keep lovely. well. Give, give my give my regards to all the supporters you you talk to. Right, and I let's will. Hope, let's hope they go up. <laughs> It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hold up. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.